Welcome to episode 11 of Charlie's Music Production Lessons, a spin-off of my Composer Quest podcast. I'm Charlie McCarran, and in this show I normally dig into my own productions, but this episode features a special guest, Rich Freeland, aka Disasterpiece, who scored the video game Fez. You'll get to hear Rich produce a Fez-style track live while explaining his creative process along the way. I recorded this at a new video game convention here in Minnesota called Gamer's Rhapsody, Thanks to Thomas Spargo and everyone who made that happen. I edited this demo down to make sense in an audio-only format, but Rich also posted the full video so you can see what buttons and knobs he's playing with. I'll post a link to it at composerquest.com slash fezdemo. I also had an in-depth talk with Rich about his composing process back in episode 82 of ComposerQuest, so that interview and many more can be found at composerquest.com. You can get in touch with me by emailing me, charlie at composerquest.com, or find ComposerQuest on Facebook or Twitter. For Rich Vreeland's music and blog, visit disasterpeace.com, and that's peace, P-E-A-C-E. Now, on to Rich's demo. What I'm going to be sharing with you guys today is just some of the... Uh the process that I went through to create music for the, the game Fez. Um, I used Logic Pro X, which I still use. Um, mostly used lots of synthesizers, uh, mostly Native Instruments Massive, which kind of, uh, during the course of, of writing music for Fez, Massive became my, my go-to synth, and I really got into the, the nooks and crannies of that synth and how to pretty much create any sound that I wanted. and. Um, I highly recommend that as, a, as an approach, just to have a, a tool that you're really comfortable with. Um, it, it can become a great weapon for your arsenal to have, have a synthesizer that you just know so well and you can just get in there and do exactly what you want. So over the next hour, I'm going to be just kind of doing a live like composition session, just working on, just going to make a piece of music that kind of captures the, the style of music I wrote for Fez and just and just talk about some of the production stuff that I did on Fez. So what I'll probably start with is uh, working on creating a massive patch. It's a, a very versatile synth. It might look a little bit overwhelming at first, but um, it doesn't take too much to get accustomed to it. And uh, you hear this lovely default sound, which is very simple. One of my um, secret weapons on Fez is the, the reverb unit in Massive is kind of amazing. You just blow this, the size of this reverb all the way out. And then if you bring the density all the way down, you get these cool um, kind of like just, you know, reverb sounds, just the reflections all over the place. This is a sound I used quite a bit. The way routing works in Massive is that you have these eight things that you can route. Envelopes, LFOs, stepwise uh, sequencers and such. And you can drag them to different parameters in the synthesizer and then um, have those envelopes and LFOs and what have you affect those different 
parameters. So, so by default, the fourth envelope here uh, is routed to the amp so that the shape of this envelope will control the volume of the overall sound. So if I want to go in and make this less of a less of a, a hard attack, I can, you know, I can bring the attack way down and make the release really long. And we'll throw the reverb back on. Okay, cool. This is one of the types of sounds that I m might use a whole bunch. So maybe if I wanted to do something pretty ambient, I'd just kind of start out with, some, with some, some nice big chords and then kind of use that as a framework for, for a piece. So I'll just, I'll just throw in some, uh, some chords here. Okay, let's roll with that for now, and um, I'll get I'll get a little bit more into the sound manipulation process. So this oscillator right now is set to the square wave slash sawtooth wave. So if I move this all the way to one side, it's going to be a square wave. If I move it all the way this side, it's going to be a sawtooth wave, and I have it right in the middle there. So one thing that I can do is kind of to create a little bit more variety in the sound is I can I can have this knob move dynamically between you know across the range and an easy way to do that is to use an LFO which is a low frequency oscillator so we can grab the the LFO down here and we route it to oh that's pitch well that would be cool too let's do that too we can also you know you can use uh, LFOs and envelopes to modulate anything. So we can modulate the pitch a little bit. Let's see what that sounds like. Kind of subtle. Now, if we um, if we start using the filters here in the middle, we can start to play with the frequency content of of what's being passed through to the amplifier. So let's do that. We're going to set up this top filter here with um, with a low pass. So if I just play it now, it'll be. 
basically nothing. And then if I bring this up slowly, Okay, so one thing I'm gonna throw on here is uh, uh, this little R. This R is uh, random, so it's a random trigger. So I can make this cutoff filter hap uh, move within a random range every time I hit a key. And that'll create some, some nice variety. And then I can also maybe throw an LFO on there too. So that, that seems a little fast. So I'm gonna use a different, I'm gonna use LFO 6 and I'm gonna slow the rate down. You can really go to town with this and, I mean, one of the things that I, I tend to do with my music is I like to, I like to work with only a few sounds and get really, really deep into those sounds as opposed to using, you know, 60 tracks or whatever. Um, and Massive really lets you do that. Another thing I'm gonna mess with here is the ring mod, uh, ring modulation on the oscillator and see if we can get some cool, some cool artifacts. Yeah, so that sounds cool. So. Let's randomize that. We can also mess with FM of the filter, which will make the sounds brighter. I really like to use random parameters. It, um, it, it can give you unexpected results. If you, can, if you can tame it and keep it within certain ranges, then you can get an endless variety uh, of sound while maintaining uh, a, consistent, you know, a, a consistent style. It does take a little bit of wrangling because it can you know, occasionally go, go beyond what you want. Let's see, what else can we do? I might, I might add some noise to this too to make it, give it a little bit, um, a little bit of depth. So then, what I might do now, or this is just an idea I had. <laughs> um, might make the the noise kind of go like just like some cool some cool rhythm stuff and what I'm the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to use another LFO on the filter for the um, for the noise which is going through filter two and I'm going to use uh, I'm going to use instead of a sine wave for the LFO I'm going to use a square wave 
And what I'm going to do is um, modulate the rate of the square wave with one of the other LFOs. Now let's see what that sounds like by itself. Okay, that's kind of what I want. That's pretty close. Then I might just bring the, the noise down a little bit. Okay, so that's it's a pretty interesting sound, I think. So now I'll get into the secret sauce for Fez, which is bit crushers on everything in different amounts. So there's generally, in most of the Fez tracks, there's a bit crusher on the master bus so that everything is being bit crushed in the same way to glue it together, and then individual sounds will also have a bit crusher on them. So right off the bat, you can hear that it's gotten a bit noisy. And just by bringing the resolution down here to eight, to eight bits from 24, um, you're reducing the, the dynamic range, and the noise floor is really gonna come out and you're gonna to start to get that nice sort of when the sounds die away. Like if I let this die out, you'll hear it. Did you hear that? <laughs> Okay, so then probably do that. Maybe I'd mix this down a little bit so that it's not too much. Maybe mix it to 50%. And then if you really wanna change the timbre of the sound, you can get into downsampling. And this is a pretty much already a Fez track, and you can just throw it in and it would probably work. It's not that complicated. Um, there is one other thing that I haven't done yet that I did a lot on, on Fez, which is uh, pitch LFO on everything. And uh, I use this plug, it's a tape delay plugin, and it has a, uh, it has a wow uh, effect. Do you guys know what WOW is? Tape WOW, which is uh, you know pitch modulation that you might get in an old cassette tape. So I'm gonna dial that up so you can hear it. 
Kind of like that, but it's a lot slower. Smooth it out a bit. Slow it down. Still a bit much. <laughs> I think I might actually put the tape delay before the bit crusher. Because I don't know if you noticed this, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna deactivate the tape delay for a second and listen to the high frequency of the sound. When with the tape delay on, it gets the high frequency uh, is uh, is dampened a little bit. So I'm gonna put that before the bit crusher, and hopefully the bit crusher will bring some of that high frequency back, which I think it does. Okay. Let's see. Let's do, um, let's do like a, a melody, some kind of melody instrument would be nice. It's gonna stick to massive, I think. Keep it simple. Perfect. <laughs> so I think what I might wanna wanna have is a is a legato, an instrument that uh, has a almost a naturality to it. It's gonna take a while, but we'll get there. I'm gonna have a slow attack on the initial, and then I'm gonna set, uh, right now it's set to 16 voices. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set it to uh, monophonic, and I'm gonna set the trigger to legato. Uh, right now it's set to always, and what that will do is every time I move to a new note, it'll uh, use that that slow attack, and if I use legato, it, will, it should do a hard attack when I switch. And I think that's more desirable, at least for, for this. Yeah. Do you like to compose your, your melodies and harmonies first and then set the sounds, or do you like to set the sound first and then compose? Um, I like to mix it up, because I feel like depending on which approach you take, you'll get different results. Um, there's something to be said about designing sounds as you go that can create a certain cohesiveness. But I also have a piano, and um, I love to just like write stuff at the piano and then take that into, into logic. So I would say try everything. Okay, so I'm going to do, we're going to have a little bit of a, uh, a fade in vibrato. Okay, so we've got a bit of a vibrato. I'm also gonna use that same LFO to control the amplifier of that oscillator so that we get a bit of tremolo. Just a little bit. So other things we can do is just give a little bit of variety to the sound. 
So I'm going to use a, a pulse so that I can modulate the pulse width. And basically the idea there is that you have a square wave, which is 50% 1, 50% 0. And uh, you know, if, you, if you adjust the ratio to that, you'll get a different sound. You'll get a thinner sound. And by modulating that on the fly, you create some sonic interest. Sometimes I like to use reverb. Or on Fez, I, I, would, I would use a, a mono instrument with a lot of reverb. And when an instrument is mono and it has a lot of reverb, the reverb can almost, it almost sounds like it's a part of the instrument, which is a cool effect. You can also do a little bit of portamento to get the notes to like scoop into each other. And then some, uh, some velocity, some velocity control so that I can play quiet. We could also map that velocity to a filter to make it brighter as we press harder. Okay, let's mess with that. this sound a little stronger. Like bring it back, but also make it deeper. So one way I can do that is to, is to create sort of an octave sound. So let's do that. So in Massive, what I'm doing right now is using a second oscillator uh, and using a ring modulation on that oscillator to give it an octave lower sound, but also to give it a, a bit of a brittle quality. We could have fun with this too and control. We could send like uh, an LFO to the second oscillator, the one that we're, we've got an octave lower now. We could do something fun, like maybe send a square wave LFO to it to have have it do some funky funky things. <laughs> Let's see.
That's crazy. Might be too much. <laughs> do with uh, with the pad to make the pad a little bit more wide is we can randomize the pan position of every every note that gets played by the oscillator and the way that we can do that is just that same trigger random modulator from the bottom right throw it on the pan and that'll just spread things out a little bit Eight bit sounds great. Uh, the eight bit setting on resolution because it gives it all that noise. But sometimes I'd use nine bit or ten bit just to almost mix it back a little bit so that it's not too much, like I'm doing right now. Okay, one other thing that we could do is we could take the melody, we can create an alias of it, and then instead of having this long legato sound, this we could have like a bing, 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 kind of like a um, more of a plinky type sound, just to accent. play with this actually. So in Logic Pro there are these MIDI effects that you can use that do things like delay and, and uh, you can there's actually an entire scripting language so you can you can create your own MIDI plugins with JavaScript if you want to get really in-depth with it. I've been working on a, a, a MIDI plugin that um, creates chords when you just press a single key and you can kind of set it up to generate chord progressions and stuff. But uh, right now I'm going to mess with, uh, with a MIDI delay, try to get a cool sound out of it.
So this sounds a little, a little too bright still, so I'm probably gonna dial it back a bit. Just with a cutoff filter. could do you know we could do percussion um, but since this is a rubato piece and that there's no there's no click or anything so it's a little bit hard to do percussion it's kind of a floaty thing we've got so we could focus more on just adding more layers and one thing we could do is or one thing that I did quite a bit on Fez is I would take a melody and then I would create um, just a harmony to that melody sometimes it was very obvious sometimes it was very subtle um, just to kind of fill the space out a bit the easiest way to do that is to just kind of copy what you've got and then move it around. I think in a lot of cases, uh, harmony will be above the melody, but I like to put the harmony below the melody sometimes, which has a nice sound. probably take some of the low end out of this sound. Sometimes I just have to try to think through what the, the harmony might be. It's not always obvious, at least not to me. <laughs> resolving down like that. Let's give that a shot and see what that sounds like. 
Cool. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of like a, a piece from Fez. <laughs> it's very straightforward. Um, I, I found that it was beneficial to have a, a simple, uh, like a you know, a structure as possible, so that I could focus more on the actual notes and the music. And um, yeah, I hope that's been interesting. And does anybody have any questions before I go? Yeah. When you're adding different effects and all those things, like how do you determine where you stop adding? Is it just like a thing where you feel comfortable with where it's at, or do you? Keep yeah. There, a lot of critical listening for sure, just, just listening to it and, and, and trying to figure out where that, that place is because it, you can take it too far and just be like, oh, I'm going to like modulate every little thing and then at some point it just becomes this like cacophony of noise. So yeah, it's definitely an exercise in restraint or can be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you.